Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with DailyStraits.com. Today we have a very special guest with us, um, Dr. Rajiv Bainot, a former medical practitioner based in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, who is now a full-time uh, entrepreneur. He currently owns a range of businesses, including aesthetic clinics, blood diagnostic labs, and a direct hair implantation clinics as well. Recently, he's also even dabbled into the food and beverage industry. So without further ado, we'd like to introduce you to Dr. Rajiv to the show. Hi, Dr. Rajiv. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Hi, June. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very good. Thank you. How are, how are things with you? It's great, Doctor. Thank you so much for um, accepting this invitation to be interviewed. Um, so this, um, we'll just get right into it, if, it's that, if that's okay. Sure. All right, Doctor, um, I would just like to give uh, the viewers, I mean the listeners, a brief introduction about yourself. As in like, you know, um, if you could just tell us how, um, how you started. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, I'm, I'm based here in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I spent um, six years in medical school in Moscow. Um, I came back to Kuala Lumpur in 20. Uh, 2009 was when I came back to Kuala Lumpur and uh, I worked for two years in the, you know I did my two years compulsory service with the government here in Kuala Lumpur and it was at that point that I think I felt things and life was just getting a little bit too monotonous for me um, you know every day was a routine that seemed to have been pre-planned for me and you know I, I have absolutely nothing against uh, the medical uh, industry or you know the, the mainstream uh, you know a job of, of, of working as a doctor but I found myself not being as inspired and motivated as I would have liked when I woke up in the morning and um, you know so it was it was midway through my two-year um, you know service period with the government um, that I I made a very active decision and I said that I am going to complete my two years service and when I'm done I'm going to leave uh, you know mainstream um, medicine and um, you know so and, and that's, that's what I did and you know it's been um, it's been 10 crazy but you know I think very uh, exciting years of me you know having you know uh, moved into um, you know a very different path you know uh, you know of, of, of entrepreneurship um, where I've you know got myself involved in uh, various different startup businesses uh, that I have grown and, and sustained, uh, you know, um, over the past decade. So, Dr. Rajiv, what kind of doctor were you? Were you a general doctor or did you specialize in anything? Uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I, I came in, you know, when you, when you come back from medical school uh, and you spend two years doing your housemanship uh, here in Malaysia, it's, you know, you, you spend four months in six different, uh, you know, um, um, sites of medicine, right? So I did, I did uh, you know, general medicine, uh, surgery, obstetrics, and bio, and, and, and gynecology, um, uh, anesthesiology, uh, pediatrics, and general surgery. Right, so you know, it gives you an overview of what you know the entire sort of uh, you know medical field is all about. And you know, usually after you're done with your two years, is when you decide 
uh, what you want to specialize in. But um, you know, I, I know, like I said, I made I made a decision very early on that um, you know I was not going to uh, pursue my medical career any further than the two years that I did. Uh, you know, which is why then I I, I left uh, the day in fact I completed uh, my housemanship here. So how how did you break the news to your parents? Because I'm sure they would have invested a lot for your studies, right? To go to Moscow. I mean, you know. I, I think I think uh, you know my parents have been my role models all my life, and uh, my dad is a medical doctor, and he has spent um, you know all his life, all his working life, uh, you know um, um, you know working very hard uh, at the clinic. Uh, you know he's still he's he's, he's in his seventies now, uh, and he still goes to work uh, you know from morning to evening on a, on a daily basis. Um, but you know, uh, unfortunately. You know, it was not a career path that I, you know, wanted to sort of uh, replicate uh, or sort of, you know, uh, take on. And um, you know, how I broke it to my parents was the day I finished my uh, my last day of my housemanship was the day I attended my resignation at the hospital. Um, you know, I, I I drove back and it was over dinner uh, with my mom and dad that I, you know, um, informed them that you know, um, you know, I said. Uh, Besides complimenting my mom's amazing food that she she that she cooks, uh, I informed them that you know by the way um, I've tendered my resignation um, and I've you know I'm I'm, I'm you know uh, I've done with uh, you know mainstream medicine, but there were two things that I asked of my parents you know uh, at that point, and uh, I was very clear with them and I said to them I said you know uh, number one I said I give them assurance I said I am not going to be a financial liability or a financial burden mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. I think I think my I think I think my parents have done enough. Uh, you know, my my two siblings and myself were given the best education, uh, you know, fully paid for by my parents and um, so you can be very um, idealistic. You can live a world of idealism on not wanting to work and not wanting to do this and wanting to move down the path of entrepreneurship, you know, and 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 then you know you know at the same time uh, work on you know financially being you know you expect to be financially uh, you know looked after, right? So I, I made it very clear for my parents that you know um, I was not going to be a financial uh, burden to them. Yeah. I will find a way to independently uh, you know look after look look after myself. Uh, you know, in this new found sort of path that I was going to take, um, but the only request I made from them was I I, I just wanted support. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want um, you know staying at home with them uh, to be you know stressful. I didn't want them to be disappointed or you know you know just create unnecessary stress uh, that I think would have been a traction for me uh, more than anything else. And and, you, and it was amazing. It was you know it was a great conversation, mm-hmm. and it was one that uh, you know I think they you know, they gave me the benefit of doubt and said you know you seem to uh, you know think you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know so yeah it was it was a, it was a very pleasant uh, conversation. Uh, you know looking back at it now. So doctor, from there, how did you um, uh, ease into entrepreneurship? Did you already have the idea to start the H two? Uh, the global water um, company before you left the the practice, the or you left and then you started searching for the one through thing that you wanted to do with your life. How did it work for you? Um, I mean, I think that before I left, you know, I had a very a general idea. Um, I you know I think entrepreneurship, you know, the spirit of entrepreneurship was something that I think uh, I built during my six years in Moscow. You know, it was it was it was six very uh, exciting, very interesting. You know, but at, at times very tough years. Uh, you know, where 
um, you know, things were expensive, uh, you know, you aspire to do certain things, uh, you know, and you've got to sort of almost, you know, be able to um, sustain by the sort of lifestyle that you want to create for yourself. So I think I, I developed an entrepreneurship or entrepreneurial uh, spirit during my time in Moscow. But uh, before I left the hospital, yes, maybe I had a rough idea, you know, uh, on what I wanted to do. But, you know, I, I think what I've, what I've learned is that sometimes it's a lot easier to know what you don't want to do. You know, that's a, that's a great starting point. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've identified that this is a direction that I don't want to take, right? This is a sort of a, of a lifestyle that I don't aspire to keep living. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a great starting point. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's very difficult to, you know, come up with the best business plan mm -hmm. or to work on exactly what you want before leaving what you don't want to do, right? So I took the approach of saying that if this is not something that I'm, inspired to do if this is not giving me the uh you know happiness that i that i that i that i aspire to have if this is not you know if i don't wake up in the morning feeling motivated then this is something i don't want to do any further or any longer um you know i had a rough idea on what i wanted to get done and uh, it is it is absolutely amazing june because um things just fell into place you know i think i think things happen for me uh, the right things happen at the right time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, nothing was rushed. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, one thing led to another. And I look back now, and it's and it's been you know, it's been over ten years. Uh, you know, of of me, uh, you know, down this down this path. And but it's been it's been it's been exciting. Um, it's been a very you know, at times a very steep uh, learning curve. Uh, but at the same time, I think the learning process you know has 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 not stopped. Great. Um, so, can you tell us, Doctor, how many businesses do you have exactly right now with under your belt? I mean, it started off with, uh, you know, um, a visit to a military exhibition that was here in, in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Um, and, you know, that uh, visit led to the formation of H2Go, which is a water tech company that, um, you know, has been supplying clean drinking water to rural communities uh, in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, we've done work in Southeast Asia. Uh, we've done work in, you know, we, we have an ongoing work in, uh, in Colombia at the moment. We, we'll be doing work in West Africa, uh, you know, uh, via our office in Accra, Ghana. Um, we're doing work in South America. We're doing work in Bangladesh. We've done work in India. You know, so it's, 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 been, a, it's been a very, uh, you know, um, it's been a very satisfying journey. Uh, but it's also been very heartbreaking, you know, because through this journey, uh, you know, uh, uh, via H2Go, I've come across uh, rural communities all over the world. And if you look at the statistics and you understand that, you know, we're living in a, in a world where over a sixth of the world's population, over a billion people today don't have any access to clean drinking water, you know, every single day for the past, you know, for, for decades, 10,000 innocent lives are lost solely because these individuals do not have any, have any access to clean water. Um, you know, three and a half million people die every single year, you know, from the water crisis. And, you know, for us to have built a water tech company using a technology that can provide clean drinking water without the use of any electricity, without the use of any chemical additives, uh, you know, um, and, and, you know, at a very, very low uh, cost, 
you know, um, it's been it's been it's been a very uh, you know it's been an exciting journey, but it's been one where um, you know myself and and the entire uh, team at H2Go I think are, are very sort of uh, you know uh, motivated to keep building on the momentum that we've that we've that we've generated. So um, H2Go, you know, I think was 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 my uh, first baby, so yeah. to speak. You know, I uh, I I, I co-founded uh, a healthcare uh, platform that's based out of Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, it has allowed me to, you know, somewhat keep my uh, medical roots, you know, sort of, uh, you know, intact. Um, we are a, a chain of uh, medical and dental aesthetic clinics um, that, you know, operate under the Phi Clinic uh, brand. Um, we, you know, have, uh, you know, built our and, and, and rolled out, uh, you know, a whole series of blood diagnostic labs, um, as you mentioned earlier, we've got hair transplant clinics as well under the group. Um, so that's been something that also has been growing. Uh, it's been exciting. You know, I actually am uh, working closely with, uh, you know, two of my medical directors were my classmates uh, mm-hmm. during my time, you know, when I was in Moscow. So that's been, that's been you know, it's been you know, interesting how you meet people in one phase of your life and then they sort of come back in another phase uh, and, you know, and, and, and play, you know, an active role, right? Uh, you know, so... Um, you know, I've got a uh, agrotech company mm. that essentially focuses on organic uh, composting, right? So we're working on on composting. We're working on you know um, some of the more uh, uh, you know leveraging on some of the more upcoming technologies when it comes to plantations. And uh, you know, two weeks ago, don't ask me why, I I, I opened and I set up my first uh, restaurant over here in Kuala Lumpur. Right, that is called uh, Jama, which is derived from the Malay word, you know, which means uh, to serve, mm. um, you know, to, to, to entertain. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, F&B is not easy, but like I said, I think, I think you know, wearing an entrepreneurial hat, um, the one thing you don't stop doing is learning. And, uh, you know, for me, the learning process is something that, you know, um, um, you know has not stopped uh, over the past decade. So you have three main businesses? From what I uh, I gather, and I wanted to ask you, how do you come up with the ideas for your ventures? Are you the sort of uh, businessman who does business plans, due diligence before you start, or are you just the sort of entrepreneur who dives in, you know, and then it plans later? And also, what would be your advice on how to do the right thing? I think that first and foremost, you know, I think in any in any business, you know, you're either looking to provide a product to market. Uh, you're looking to provide, you know, service, you know, some 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 sort of service uh, to market. So I think I think you know um, you know understanding your product is something that you need to do, uh, you know, before trying to take it to market. Right at the at the at the same time, um, trying to understand your consumer, right? Trying to understand the market you're trying to penetrate uh, is equally important. I personally don't think that the perfect business plan exists, Uh you know, so with me, it's always been, you know, trying to put together, you know, um, either a problem and a solution, right, in a, in a, in a manner that is, you know, um, seamless, right, at the same time, you know, trying to, uh, you know, uh, you know, sell a product or, you know, bring a product to a market space that desires the product you're trying to bring, Um, you know, and when you have, when you have that as your basis, um, you know, I, I, I have I you know I very quickly try to look at building the right team around the business. Mm-hmm. I totally believe that as a business leader, 
you build people mm-hmm. and people build the business. You know, it is it is very difficult if you want to uh, micromanage everything on your own. It's it's never going to work. Um, so you know, and, and 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 you know, you get started, and you know, essentially, you know, you pick up, uh, you know, you come up. You know, I, I like to build a team that has you know, is able to uh, you know think for themselves. I think critical thinking is is is, actually, is a very important trait to have, and uh, you learn as you as you move along. You know, so to speak, and you know the element of always wanting to improve has got to be there you know every, you know being able to learn you know when we make mistakes we say it's okay you know let's learn from our mistakes you know what value can be brought to the table from the mistakes that we've made and i've made many mistakes you know in over, over the past 10 years uh-huh. but i think what has been important is that the mistakes made you know um, have you know I've, I've learned from the mistakes i've understood why you know these mistakes uh, were, were, were made and you just keep moving you, you keep moving on and when you get yourself involved like in my case i only get myself involved in things that i enjoy doing okay you know um, then you wake up in the morning and you know it sounds very cliche mm-hmm. but you know you can work 7 days a week without feeling like you're going to work at all yes. right so you know then you end you end up putting in longer hours uh, you know i i i love uh, you know the various different teams uh, that are that are you know that I work with, um, you know I try to spend as much time as I can uh, every week, you mm-hmm. know with 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 my teams and I think you know one of the things that the one of the positives that has come out of this very difficult uh, year when you know uh, borders are all shut yep. is that I've been I've been I've been you know stuck here in Malaysia or <laughs> um, for over a year mm-hmm. and and but I've, I've utilized my time. I've utilized my time to, uh, you know, get to know my team or different teams a lot better. Uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time, you know, trying to improve, you know, some of the processes, uh, you know, that we have had in place, um, you know, so that you know, um, um, you know, we can start or continue growing, uh, you know, in a more sustainable approach. All right. So, what about dividing your time and attention for all the three businesses? Because you have, they're all concurrent, right? And um, do you like uh, how do you like how do you give each of each and every one of them the 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 right um, attention or I think I mean it's 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 uh, I got myself involved in you know I mean you know, yes businesses is one is one set of things but I got myself involved in uh, a lot of uh, you know non-profit uh, you know work that I do over here in in Malaysia um, you know but you know at the end of the day 24 hours is never going to be enough you know but I I I always believe that you need to um, you need to work smart you know so um, you know when you work smart you don't need to put as much time or you know you don't have to you know invest as much time you know uh, you know to get this sort of desired outcome and result um, but you know at the same time you know like i said i'm an early riser mm-hmm. I, I i'm up early on a, on a daily basis uh, you know i i need my six hours of sleep uh-huh. and nothing more right and nothing less but uh, you know so yeah, i mean you just create a routine that I think you know um, is is balanced as well. You know, um, you know, I do uh, make it an effort or an active point to you know get myself you know, my cardio workout done. Uh, you know, early in the morning, uh, three or four times a week. Um, you know, and 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 yeah. I mean, so you know, when you know when you have your day sort of planned out, you know, um, you know, then you're able to sort of touch base uh, with everything and everyone that you have. You know, people say that I don't have time for A or I don't have time for this or I don't have time to do that. I think it just means that you're not managing your time 
you know um, uh, well enough. That's great. Um, so um, I wanted to ask you um, your advice. I don't know if you did this when you were in the two years as a uh, um, while you were working with the hospital with the government. Did you ever like um, try to? like moonlight and do business to just give it like you know to have a taste of what it, what was to come or you just decided to leave the the practice and then go into it cold um the reason why i'm asking you this if you did do the le- the 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 one the earlier example i just wanted to ask you if that is a recommended route for anyone who want to leave their cushy job and go into entrepreneurship i think it's you know i in 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 my case uh no i dived Um, straight in the day I got done at the hospital uh-huh. and I gave it 100%. I think it's very, I find it very difficult to um, get myself involved in anything if I'm not able to commit 100% uh, to it, you know, and, uh, you know, but it's always going to be the dilemma. I think people are always are going to find it difficult because when you have a, a, a salary job, yeah, uh, you know, you have got the security of knowing that you're going to be paid your salary at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and a lot of people tend to fall into that comfort zone, right? That zone where, you know, you are getting your salary on a monthly basis. You've got, uh, you know, financial commitments that then start coming in on a monthly basis as well. You know, you buy yourself, you know, your first place, right? You get yourself a bank loan and you've got your installments that you have to pay. Uh, you know, you've got your car installments that, that, that you know, add on to your housing installments. You've got your, you know, uh, grocery bills that need to be looked after, your telephone and utility bills. So I think a lot of people get stuck into that, you know, sort of a, of a, a state where, you know, they would find it very difficult to leave a salary job that is paying the bills uh-huh. and dive into the unknown. Uh, you know, in, in my case, uh, you know, I made a very early decision that I was going to do that. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, there's no guarantee that, you know, things were going to work out. But, you know, I was and, and I suppose that, you know, um, you know, the right things happened at the right time. Um, you know, we were, you know, I was having this discussion with, 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 with a group of friends of mine the other day, you know, on, you know, how much uh, of, you know, luck is involved, you know, because you can have the best business plan, you can you know, have the best idea to execute certain things. And I don't know, I, I, I believe that there's also an element of luck mm-hmm. that sometimes, uh, you know, um, um, you know, plays a very important role, uh, you know, um, when you when you want to work on, especially moving down into starting your own business. Um, I was, I was, you know, I completed a course uh, two years ago at the Harvard Business School. And, you know, one of the things that the dean of the school mentioned on one of, I think it was the first day that we were there, um, you know, and, and he said that what he wants to do is to get us prepared, open the door when luck comes knocking on the door. And I think it was, it was a very, very powerful uh, statement that was made by you know, the dean of the Harvard Business School um, because, you know, if, you know it's, it's very clear that they believe as well, right, that, you know, luck plays a part in, in, in the success of all of us. But... At times, if you are just so consumed with your day-to-day activities, uh, you know, with your your day-to-day, your nine-to-five job, you know, you sometimes don't see, you know, other opportunities. I think that that sometimes you know linger, you know, around you, you know, that that, that you know some opportunities that you know actually openly flirt with you, 
but you're not mentally prepared to, you know, open the door, right? When 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 these opportunities come knocking, and um, you know, I think that's what sometimes differentiates, uh, you know, um, an entrepreneur, uh, you know, to 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 you know, a person who is you know comfortable uh, with a with a. Uh, doctor, I just wanted to ask you. So six years in Moscow, two years as a trainee doctor, and then you you left on the day they were supposed to confirm you. So eight years in total. So um, what is your advice for doctors like you who um who are like on the fence? Not not like you 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 uh I mean ten years ago you know uh in your in your position who are on the fence about. You know they want to start like they want to go into entrepreneurship, but they're on the fence because you know of the of the investment the parents made on the on the education. But they know that you know it's not the right thing for them. So if you have any um, word of advice for these people, I mean I think it's you know to me I always uh, give anyone who's looking at moving down the path of entrepreneurship entrepreneurship I give them two. You know I, I always like to just focus on two things. Right number one. Is you got to be a dreamer, you know. You 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 got to dream. You got to dream big. Um, you know, you are the only limiting, uh, you know, sort of a factor as to how big you want to dream. Nobody controls your mind. Nobody controls what you aspire to achieve for yourself. You know. Um, and the second point to me is that, you know, we you know we do not need to seek validation in making decisions that we are. Confident, we want to make, and I think you know, um, especially uh, June in, in this part of the world. Every time you know an individual wants to make a career-defining decision, you know, every time a person wants to make a decision that might you know make them you know seem a little bit out of the norm. Yeah. What they do is that they share their vision with their friends. Uh-huh. They share their vision with their family. They share their vision with their spouse. They share their vision with their partners. And you know they are trying to seek validation, and when they don't get the validation that they want, yep. they end up not doing what they you know are looking to do, right? And 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 you know that's always going to keep us in a very monotonous, uh, you know, mediocre sort of a bubble. Uh, look at people like Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. If you look at people like uh, Jack Ma, mm-hmm. right? I think on a, on a more domestic front, if you look at people like uh, Tony Fernandez, yep. you know, all, these are all individuals who started off ventures that didn't require validation from the people around themselves, right? They were willing to take extremely big risks, and they had nothing but confidence in what they were doing. Mm-hmm. At least that's how we perceive it now, retrospectively. But but you know you 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 feel that you want to get something done, uh, you want to move on a part of entrepreneurship. You know my advice would be just do it. <laughs> yeah. um, technology has made it so much easier. You know even in the ten years that I started off this 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 adventure, uh-huh. I think that you know right now technology has made it so easy to start off a business venture. You have everything that you need. On your smartphone, uh-huh. you've got accounting software that you can use. You've got social media that you can use to market what you're looking at doing, right? You you know, um, targeted marketing, uh, you know, can be done you know through your uh, smartphone. So I think that technology has also made it a lot easier, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to to sort of uh, you know move down a part of entrepreneurship. But I mean, coming back to your question on doctors that want to 
venture, you know, into this into this field. There is, I mean, I think, I think, you know, entrepreneurship is you can run your own clinic, you can run a general uh, a practitioner's clinic, you know, and you could still be an entrepreneur. You could find ways of, you know, uh, you know, making yourself a little bit more marketable, uh, you know, and and bringing in your various different types of patients. You can look at, I mean, you can be an aesthetics physician. And you could look at, you know, not leaving your industry or your field, but you could look at, you know, creating products. You could look at bringing, you know, your own uh, skincare products, you know, to market, right? So I think, you know, even, I mean, for doctors that have got the entrepreneurial spirit, um, you know, they don't necessarily have to leave medicine. They don't have to, you know, take the drastic step that I took, um, you know, and I think they can, they can always, you know, um, you know, capitalize on their entrepreneurial uh, spirit within the medical field itself. All right. So finally, uh, Dr. Rajiv, can you just tell us uh, about your food and beverage venture, helping farmers? I mean, you know, I think I think you know, creating a positive uh, you know ethos in everything that you know I've gotten myself you know involved in has been uh, you know that's been the consistency in the different businesses that I that I run. Uh, Jama is 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 a, is a place in Monkiara in Kuala Lumpur that you know serves European food, European cuisine with, with a local twist. But what we've done is that you know we've also spent a lot of time uh, on sourcing our produce from independent farmers. Uh, you know we work with uh, you know our meats are all you know being sourced from 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 ethical uh, farmers. Our coffee beans that we use for our coffee you know is also being sourced by you know coffee plantations that all you know have been you know using ethical practices. So I think that I think that I mean in any industry that you're involved in, you know, having the ability to want to you know help communities or you know bringing in you know some sort of uh, uh, you know culture that I think looks at also you know creating value right to the supply chain that is needed to run the business. I think is something that we've done uh, with with uh, Jama. Alrighty, so thank you so much, Dr. Rajiv, for your time today. Um, Thirty minutes with DailyStraits.com likes to, um, you know, extend uh your very the our very best wishes to your new venture, Jama, and we hope it will be the well, the next big thing in Kuala Lumpur. So, uh, any final parting words? You know, thank you, thank you so much, uh, June, for having me, and uh, you know, stay safe there in Australia, and hopefully the borders open. Uh, in you know the, sh- the the near future, so that we can get back to living life as we once knew it. No worries. Yes. Thank you, doctor.